everyone, welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we talk about a bunch of Muppet specials, uh, the whole special at a time, and talk about them a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today, we have our most frequent guest on the podcast. He's back. Who are you, person that's back? <laughs> you, you can't get rid of me. I am Joe Hennis. Uh, co-owner of ToughPigs.com. Hello, and, everybody. And co-owner Again. of my heart. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, always, a, always a thrill to have you on the show. All right. So uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about John Denver and the Muppets, a Rocky Mountain holiday. This is a special that aired on ABC on May 12th, 1983. So just about a year after uh, Fantastic Miss Piggy show. And uh, this is the first time the Muppets have done anything since then. They uh, they're back once again for another special. And like I gotta be honest, this is a weird one. It's mostly songs. Well, it's, it's sort of the opposite of the Fantastic Miss Piggy show, which um, I know we'll get into some of the specifics. But we talked last time about that special and how it's just like all Piggy all the time. The other Muppets barely get anything to do. And like, there's, there's all these different weird ideas crammed into it, but this thing is like, there's almost no piggy at all. It's all the other Muppets instead. Yeah. And they're like, nothing actually happens. There are very (laughs) few ideas. Right. That's true. So, so let's first, let's just get it out of the way. Like upfront. I just want everyone to say like real quick, what, what do you think about this in general? What are your, what are your thoughts? How do you like it? Ryan? Um, I should say, I think this is maybe only the second time I had watched this all the way through. Me, maybe the third. Me too, actually. This was definitely I, the second for me. I never owned the DVD of this that came out. Um, I think I actually, Joe and I were living together when it when that DVD came out. So I watched it with Joe. And then I don't know that I, I had ever seen it again. Um, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's. Uh, theoretically, it should be a lot of fun and very pleasant to just watch the Muppets kind of hanging out with John Denver. And sometimes it is very pleasant, but then other times I kind of wish that there was more actually happening. Yeah. Joe, how about you? Um, I, I've, I, it's funny. I have memories of watching this, like, you know, probably since the DVD came out several times. Um, but if I didn't watch it with you, Ryan, I don't know when I would have watched it. I wouldn't have like sat down by myself and be like, I'm going to watch Rocky Mountain Holiday. <laughs> you don't so, think you introduced it to your wife, Sarah? Uh, no, cause she just watched it for the first time with me in preparation okay. for this podcast. Oh, so, um, so I don't know when I watch it, but I've definitely seen it a few times. Uh, it is not good. Um, I, I, <laughs> I I agree that like there's good moments in it and it's funny because and I'm sure we'll talk about this but like it feels like um there are a few segments that feel sort of like it's a a, a UK spot on the Muppet show so it's like mm. I appreciate like this like little 2 minute segment by itself but like within the context of the special as a whole like that 2 minute segment doesn't work so the whole thing I feel like is just a mess and I I also want to add um I I mentioned to a couple of friends uh, beforehand that like, oh yeah, I'm watching this thing. We're going to be doing a podcast about it. And when I mentioned like John Denver and the Muppets, Rocky Mountain Holiday, like uh, there was at least three people who said like, oh, I love that thing. And I'm like, well, hang on. 
I don't think it's, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. thinking of the other John Denver and the Muppets thing. You love that, and that that's okay. That's a that's a whole whole other conversation. It's not a Christmas together. It's a Rocky Mountain holiday. Right. Right. And so, then uh, then they respond with, "Oh, I've never seen that." And they go, "It's right. that's fine. Just don't." Right. Right. Well, and it's like we didn't cover the the Christmas special, which maybe we should. I think if we if we were doing it now, we would have because it it did air after the Muppet movie, but. Oh well. Oh yeah. Why didn't we? We just. I think we were only thinking we were going to do like movie specific things at that time. Oh, you know. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't promoting a movie. Right. So. Right. Um, yeah, you skipped it. But but um, I I actually I I had only seen this once before, right after the DVD came out, and my memory of it was that it was like the worst. And watching it again, I got to be honest, I enjoyed it more than I expected to. I think – Oh, no. Well, I think I had spent like 15 <laughs> years building it up as like this is the worst thing the Muppets ever made, you, you, you know, or something. And like Anthony, all, Here's can, the thing, Joe. Can I just – Do I yes, love this? Do I love John Denver, A Rocky Mountain Holiday? No. But is it better than <laughs> Muppets Now? Yeah, it's better than Muppets Now. Like, come on. But – and, Anthony, and that's fine. We don't have to hate everything, right? No, we and we shouldn't. Or else, if we did hate everything, then we would be. This would be a horrible podcast. But, <laughs> right. but Anthony, the only reason I wanted to be on this episode of the podcast was I, <laughs> I was so looking forward to you specifically complaining about how much you hate this special. Uh, here's here, here's here's the thing. I will have many complaints. I will have many complaints. I just I liked more than what I expected to. I guess. Sure. So, I will also say that um, my main association slash memory with this special um, was a comment, Anthony, that you made on the Tough Picks forum a few years ago, complaining about a specific joke okay, so, involving Fozzie. So let's. Like, that's the first thing I think of when I when I think of this. Yeah. Special. Same here. <laughs> that's Same so here. Funny. Um, well, okay, so here's the thing: we can't like go through this thing minute by minute or like scene by scene because it's just. I mean, it's John Denver and the Muppets go camping. They sing a bunch of songs. There's no structure. There's like some comedy or like comedy in air quotes bits, right? For, for the most part. Um, and then it's, they go to bed. Like, I mean, that's like literally what happens. <laughs> so it's so, the same, it's the same plot as Follow That Bird. It's, it's no. Yeah. Yeah. That like, like everyone kind of goes out, they go outside for a while and then everyone falls asleep. <laughs> that's Follow That Bird. But Follow That Bird, the everyone sleeping is bookended by exciting uh, chase scenes. Yeah. If here's the thing. If, so wait, so so is this because it's bookended between Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Mid Take Manhattan? <laughs> Sorry, there you go. Good. Um, but so so let's let's go ahead and talk about the the comedy quote unquote first. Then, um, so I think the joke you guys are thinking of is when Fozzie picks up something and says, "Hey, look, a football." And Kermit's like, "No, no, that's our scooter." I think it's like, "No, no, no that's it's, it's Kermit." It's Kermit yeah. says, "That's a wasp's nest." And Fozzie's like, why? Well, hey, whoa, uh, a wasp's nest. <laughs> and and that's like a running gag in this is that Fozzie doesn't know what things are. And it's like, <laughs> like he does he thinks that a wasp's nest is a football. He thinks that snakes are worms. Yes. He, when when John Denver and Floyd are going fishing, he offers them some some worms for their fishing. And nope, those are snakes. Right. And also he tries to start a fire and accidentally lights his paws on fire. Which, like, we talk a lot about how Fozzie has gotten to be too dumb, like, you know, post-Jim, post post-Frank or something. Um, or, you know, post-Jim, I guess. It's like Muppet Treasure Island, right? Or whatever. Yeah. But this is the dumbest Fozzie. Like, he's 
He's too dumb to live. He's like this is like a season well, twelve <laughs> Homer Simpson or something. Like and, <laughs> and the fact that that's pretty much all he gets to do in this is just do very dumb things. Um, I guess removed from. Uh, although I don't know, they did it in the movies. They they were true to his character without making him too stupid. Well, so let's let's talk about who wrote this, which is yes. which is Joseph A. Bailey, who wrote for the Muppet Show, and 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 who should know better. Right, and and John Stone, who was the head writer of Sesame Street for years, directed a ton of Sesame Street segments. This is the only time he ever wrote the Muppet Show characters. It's the only time he didn't write like some books or something. I mean, I he may have, but like as far as like the TV, but like a, but, an actual, but also those special, a or... bunch of those Muppet books are like Miss Piggy wants everyone to clean up the park. Like right. those don't count. Yeah, they're, they're Sesame Street books. They're Sesame Street books with, with, with Muppet well, skin on. Right. And that's what I was thinking watching this and just thinking about those guys having written it because Joe Bailey was also a writer for Sesame Street. Right. So there are times where this kind of just feels like one of those episodes of Sesame Street where they leave the street and they go out right. you know, well, and, to, and, to New Mexico or something. But in this case, they're going to Colorado. Well, and, the, and, and here's the thing. Replace all of that Fozzie material with Grover doing it. And it's like, okay, sure, yeah. Grover's trying to help, but like he he doesn't know anything about anything. Sure, right. Y- y- Even know? the joke where where Kermit says, "Okay, let's pitch our tents," and Animal throws the tent in the water. I thought, oh, that could be. I mean, Grover's not that strong, maybe, but that sounds like something Grover would do. Right. Yeah. Um. So real quick, I'm I'm on John Stone's uh, Muppet Wiki article right now, and uh, I I had forgotten that he was one of the writers on Sex and Violence. Sex and Violence, so, right? Uh, which. Which, that was a oh, thing. I mean, but that doesn't really have the Muppet Show no, family. No, 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 no. It. For un- sure. Unless the he, Muppet Show family is Nigel and Sam the Eagle, I guess. Like, whatever. Uh, he also uh, wrote, uh, or, or was one of the writers, I'm not sure how many people worked on that, uh, Julie on Sesame Street, which is basically a long episode mm. of the Muppet Show. That's that's more Muppet Show, that's more appropriate for the Muppet Show characters than this special. Than this is, right. They, they yeah, swapped, kind right. of. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, but I think that, like, realizing that John Stone wrote this like kind of made me think of it as like a, a Sesame Street sing along episode or whatever and made it yeah. made it you know again do I would I would I show, show this to anyone and be like this is the muppets at their best no you would never start with this but like there's you know I don't know some of the songs are pleasant <laughs> you know you might show this to a John Denver fan who had never seen it because they'd probably love it. Yeah, I was actually think. Actually, it's funny. We were watching this last night. Uh, my wife Roz had also never seen it, and at one point she goes, "Does your dad love John Denver? This seems like something your dad would love." <laughs> and he doesn't, but like he loves any music from the seventies. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Is is so? Here's a question about the comedy. Is there anything in this special that's actually funny? I like Statler and Waldorf sitting in their their nice uh, fancy chairs well, in the middle of the woods. That's not a joke, though. That's that's it's that's just, like that's, that's a, a silly joke. visual. But it's you know? I do think it's funny that Statler and Waldorf are both dressed like Mister Steed from the Avengers for some reason. Yeah, why are they wearing bowlers? Like, sitting in the <laughs> sitting in the woods. That's what they wear when they go out camping. So weird. Um, yeah, I I, I I don't know. There's one joke that made me laugh out loud in this, which is that Miss Piggy sent John Denver a perfume scented letter and Floyd says, I haven't smelled anything like that since I was stationed in Marseille, which oh, yeah. <laughs> the idea that Floyd was a soldier in world war two makes me laugh very hard. Like, 
a strange well, you joke. Know, his full name is Sergeant Floyd Pepper, so maybe oh, he really was a sergeant. That's, that's in, interesting. In World War Two. Oh, uh, yeah. Here, here's a joke that I, I found droll. I'm not going to say I laughed out loud, but uh, when uh, – so Gonzo and Fozzie, when they're, they're walking through the woods at the beginning of the special, and, and uh, I don't remember what Gonzo says to, to him about, you know, the woods, like being, being at home in the woods. And, uh, I, but I wrote down what Fozzie's his response was. It's, uh, Gonzo, tis to laugh. Have you not noticed I am from the Ursine persuasion? And then, uh, he gets chased by a grizzly bear. And which is like the kind of the the first step in that whole Fozzie is so dumb thing, even though this isn't about him being dumb. Uh, but he says, uh, as he's being chased, he speaks grizzly. I only speak Paddington. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, that good. I do like I that. that was cute. Yeah, that was a, that was a decent line. Um, and and I also wanted to say about the whole like Fozzie Bear runner. Um, so I don't know which of these two podcast episodes is going to come out first. But Anthony, you and I just had a big conversation about the Muppets 2015 sitcom episode um, Bear Left Then Bear Right, in which Fozzie Bear is in the woods for half the episode. And yeah. uh, it's just interesting that like this is kind of like a like that that was kind of a continuation of this where Fozzie is a city bear who is like in the woods trying to survive and failing miserably yeah huh yeah that works for me sure and, and then again like like we're like you guys are about to start covering what take manhattan and he's going to do something similar where he goes and lives in a cave and doesn't know how to do it that's true, true. so it is it is part of fozzy's although take manhattan that's funny fozzy trying to hibernate is funny for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, and also Fozzie trying to hibernate isn't about how stupid Fozzie is. It's <laughs> right. about right. Fozzie is is you know uh, like a fish out of water, so to speak. Right. To, to mix my yeah, animal he's trying metaphors. to do the bear thing, but it's not what he's used to. Right. But like, it's not. It's not even just Fozzie. I mean, like we keep talking about Fozzie, but like a a lot of the characters don't feel like themselves. In it. Like Ralph is somebody well, who's so addicted to television that he brought a sixteen mile yeah. extension cord. To the woods. That's one where I, I thought, like, is this why did why is this Ralph? Like, it could have. That's another one that felt like it could have been given to Gonzo, or it could have been given to Scooter. Yeah, Scooter. Really Scooter's the one I think. Yeah, maybe. But although Ralph, Ralph is the one who uh, had a hit TV show before the rest of them, so he just wanted to, he just wanted <laughs> to see what was going on in on uh, uh, the Jimmy Dean show. The Jimmy Dean show he never is, misses an episode. He never misses a rerun of Jimmy <laughs> Dean on 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 Channel Nine. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, like, and like Gonzo's nose is sharp enough to pop an inner tube in this special. Can can we talk, can we talk about that sequence for a second? So so the sequence in question is that Rolf is out floating on an inner tube, hanging out, which I think Rolf looks adorable, frankly. Um, and then he does, but he's kind of like folded in on himself. Like his feet are basically touching his chin. Yeah. I think they just did the best they could to, to make, you know, to fit the, the puppet in the inner tube and make it look natural. Yeah, and then Gonzo <laughs> Gonzo swims up to him and pops it with his nose, which is in like odd. kind of a quasi Jaws thing where it like yes. It and in the in. original broadcast, it, it was like sort of a, a, a jazzy arrangement of the the Jaws theme by John Williams. But on the DVD release, notably, they replaced it with just some like generic ah. uh, synthesized, dangerous sounding music. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know because I only watched the DVD for this. Yeah, yeah. Pull, pull um, your, and then, then pull uh, your, your beloved Ralph DVD up, off the uh, shelf. Anyway, sorry, go on. He he <laughs> ends up in the water, um, apparently standing on Gonzo's head. 
So because and, Gonzo is trying to break a world record for standing on the bottom of a lake with a dog on your head. But like that was also to to watch that scene where like Rolf is uh Rolf is in the water. We could see around him, so we know that Jim or someone, probably Jim, is uh like in the Muppet movie, like in a tank underwater. And he has lines, and then Gonzo says something, and bubbles come up. And it's just like, they put a lot of effort into this joke that's not a funny joke for a special that's not a good special. Like, they put way too much effort into that whole sequence. Right, right, right. Well, and then and then Gonzo says, somebody call That's Incredible, which is yeah. like one of the only uh, like real pop culture references in this thing. And it's like a reference to a TV show mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, I know it was on at the time. It was on the network. It was on ABC, same network that this aired on. Um, but like now, it just seems like really that's the show we're going to talk about. That's incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> just because nobody, like, the average person does not remember or know about that's incredible today, right? But uh, so, anyways, yeah, all that happens. Us. The other weird thing about that, though, is that sequence is framed as a flashback of like, oh, remember this funny thing that happened last year when we were here? And there are several times when they do that. And I don't always understand why they don't just have things take place in the present yeah, well, instead of saying, oh, let's remember the thing that happened last year. I mean, a bunch of them are like whatever piggies do it, right? Uh, which do yes, we? Well, two of them. Do we want to talk about the, the two piggy numbers in this? Right now, sure. I mean, we're talking Let's about characters. Um, so Let's go nuts. So sure. Piggy is uh, not on the camping trip, which makes sense. She shouldn't be. I think it's fine that she's not on the camping trip. I think that's fine. It, it would be hard for them to convince us that Piggy would would stick around for an entire camping. Right, trip. but we also get two well, flashbacks to other times that Piggy went camping. But but it, yeah. but it's great. Well, first of all, is how horrible is it that I didn't notice that Piggy was missing until they said it out loud? So, yeah. oops. Yeah. But um but I but I I think to Ryan's point, uh you know, it's nice that we got a special of the Muppets hanging out in the woods singing songs and stuff without having to like worry about them writing in Miss Piggy complaining the whole time. Right, right, which is right, which is what I would be doing if I was camping in the woods. <laughs> so I did miss having someone to relate to. But um so we, we You are the Miss Piggy of this podcast, I, Anthony. I guess so. I guess I am in the sense that I'm I'm killing myself for one crummy show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Muppets are great. Okay. What? Well, no, Miss Piggy, the first song is she'll be coming around the mountain and it's all of them singing new lyrics about how Miss Piggy has a bunch of entourage and stenographer with her and all this stuff. Like makeup people. Yeah. And, and yeah. like, it's like kind of funny, but it goes on really long. And it, then it stops being fun. It's mildly amusing. That's the thing. It's like it's like one verse amusing, and they do like four or five verses. Well, what seemed weird to me, and and this is just you know me as an adult Muppet fan looking back on this thing, you know, thirty years later. But uh, it seemed like a good opportunity to have some cameos from people. Like, were there any recognizable people in there? Like, I feel like like Bonnie Erickson and Raleigh Crewson should have been like the makeup uh, people. Yeah. Or something. No, I'm not sure. But yeah, like what a missed opportunity. Oh, um. Yeah, that is. You're right. Um, also, the lyrics that they give them are very, sometimes strange and sometimes lazy, right? Like, well, I like Janice's rhyme. She says she'll be scolding her hairstylist with some language that's the vilest. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. But like, they give Floyd the line, 
She'll be followed by her fan club and the local Superman club. What? Yeah. What? Why is? I don't why is, know. Why I, isn't I actually su- googled to see? Why it. isn't the Superman club getting hyped for Superman three? Richard Pryor, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I actually googled to see if there was something like. I didn't know. Maybe there was like a, a club for for manly men to join back in the eighties, but I, I didn't find anything about oh. a Superman club yeah. other than just the Superman if fan this, club. I, it was actually uh, it was actually Campo. <laughs> yeah, Campo the uh, which that was a joke for for two. That was a joke for two people, yes, and, and they are both uh, on this podcast. No, it's for She'll the, be followed the two, by her fan club. The two and founders of Campo. Ham ham that was a joke. Um, what'd you say, Ryan? Sorry, I cut you off. Um. I said the local super ham club. Oh, dude! Oh, that's funnier. That is funnier. That is funnier. Um, thanks. So, d- remember when Richard Pryor wears a giant foam cowboy hat in Superman three? That was good. Yes, and then he skis off the top of a building and falls off the building and lands on on the ground on his feet. It all happens. What a- Superman three is way better than this <laughs> special. All right. Um. So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> low bar. Well, it is. It is a low. Oh, okay. Another dumb thing. Uh, Miss Piggy. I'm complaining a lot. Uh, Miss Piggy writes. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Miss Piggy writes John Denver a letter. This is a scene that she's not in, but it's the like another Piggy moment. She writes John Denver a letter, and John Denver inexplicably says, "I can't read this, Kermit. You read it." Well, he wasn't wearing his glasses. Yeah. Well, I know, scene. but like it's How's still. It's just, that's, but that's what he could have said. He could have. You're right. He could have, and he didn't. You're right. Wow. Um, yeah. But then, of yeah. course, the punchline is like, Jonathan, I love you. You're the dreamiest man. You, you, Jonathan, I love you. Like I'll never <laughs> yeah. forget our time together last yeah, year. Yeah. And then it's like, everyone at home was going, "Really, him?" Yeah. Right. Right. He's very <laughs> earnest, though, which I, which Piggy wouldn't like. Um, and then uh, uh, it's like, "P.S. Don't show this to Kermit," and that's the whole joke. Well, okay. Hilarious. That's such fun. At least it's a joke. It's not a funny joke, but at least like they bothered to write a joke that has a beginning and middle and end. Yeah. <laughs> Which most of these jokes do not in the special. That is And then it leads into the tumbling tumbleweeds. With uh, Miss medley. with Miss Piggy again riding on a horse with John Denver. Right? Yeah, can we talk about Miss Piggy on a horse? Yeah, man, and she looks. Yeah. How do they do that? So it's, it's, it, in it's, the in the wide shots, it's just obviously like a an empty Miss Piggy puppet, and it's just kind of sitting there. But yeah, and when they do the close ups, she's really on that. Horse. Yeah, it sure looks like, like where real, is Frank Oz? Sure looks like a did real they horse. put Frank Oz? Did they put Frank Oz inside of a horse? <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's a, oh wait, no, that doesn't work. No, but he really he must be like just like chilling side saddle on that thing. Yeah, he has yeah. to be. I yeah. mean, incredible. Again, like it, like it's not a good special. It's not a like a good bit. It's there's no real joke in there, and they put so much effort into it yeah. to make it look good. Well, and there's yeah. a lot of um, like radio control, and it seems like we get shots of like Robin sitting on the ground and like talking to John Denver, and I, it it sure looks like he's really sitting on the ground. Like I don't think they dug a hole and put Jerry Nelson in it. At one point they did. There was Is a point, right? there was a point I can't remember exactly where it was where like you could tell it's like it's it's Jerry Nelson's hand, Robin's in in the ground. Like, but like we've seen like if you go on the Muppet Wiki, there's pictures of the the hole that they dug. Sure, okay, um, okay, that makes sense. That uh, they use for some of the shots. Well, they, but but they're, you're right. Like, there's a lot of Waldo technology. Well, he's like, Robin like Robin is controlled. Uh, John Denver is like cradling Robin in his arms at one point, and Robin is yeah. singing along. 
And it looks and great. When they're, looks when they're hiking. Good. Yeah. When they're hiking near the beginning, Robin is sitting on John Denver's backpack. Yeah. Like as they're walking, like it, it looks really, right. really good. Oh, oh, that's a funny joke. Uh, speaking of backpacks, there's a joke about how like we brought the necessities and Floyd says an animal brought the rest. And then animal comes in with a giant backpack on very, oh, en- yes. very enthusiastically singing the happy wanderer. That Which I, I like. thought was re- like I laughed at that. It's just like Frank Oz singing yeah, Valdery, like with a giant <laughs> backpack on. That's that's good. I like that. I can't believe how neat and tidy all your knapsacks are. Well, it's all in the planning, John. We made a list, then we packed the bare essentials, then we gave the rest to Animal. Um, about the the hole in the ground, I, I forgot to go back and watch this, but in Muppet Guys talking, Frank Oz and Dave Goles talk about how they they actually did build on location, like the crew dug this giant hole in the ground and like covered up the puppeteers with with boards and then put grass and and dirt on top of the boards so they could stick their arms up through it and puppeteer through this hole in the ground. And then some, for some reason they didn't end up like they couldn't use most of the footage they got. So they had to do it again in a studio anyway, but yeah. And it ended up being like way more expensive because they had to recreate the, the, the outdoor scene that they had already established. And it's funny because like I was looking for it and I think for the most part, and I could be wrong on, on a few of the scenes, I think for the most part, the stuff during the day is actually outdoors, and the stuff at night, yeah. the stuff at night is 100% indoors, because you can tell, because the moon is humongous, and it does yes. not move. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's another one of those, like, man, it's so uncomfortable to be a Muppet performer. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I mean, already we have, they buried Jerry Nelson, Frank Oz was inside of a horse, and Jim Henson's underwater. Yeah, and then they're all piled into a, a hole in the ground. That's right. <laughs> Man, it's wild. And again, for a special that's like listening to John Denver sing Catch Another Butterfly. Like, <laughs> you know? Um, so let's actually, let's let's get into the songs a little more. Um, do do either of you have any, like, songs that you thought were enjoyable? <laughs> let's say that. Yeah, heck yeah. I, Hit me. I like Hail, pal. Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. As... Yeah, as they're just kind of driving up to the to the parking lot, which turns out to be the parking lot and not the campsite. That one's pleasant. Yeah, I think uh, "Gone Fishing," uh, the song that uh, Floyd and John Denver sing while they are fishing, is like it's just a fantastic song. It's one of I think it's one of the greatest Muppet songs. Like especially like uh, you know, it's it's so simple. It's like the the lyrics are nice. It's like you got Zoot who's there who like didn't join them camping. Yeah, but he still it's showed the only up. Time we see Zoot. Yeah, but he still showed up like in full Zoot suit. He's a pro. Regalia. He's... Yeah, he's good. And like you got these like duwas in the background that I imagine are being sung by the fish. Sure. Um, in my imagination, <laughs> I just I love John, that thing. It's so good. John Denver and Floyd sang that on the Grammys. Like they did like in the Grammys telecast that year, which um, yeah, we should mention too that this the soundtrack album for this special was nominated for a Grammy for best re- best uh, recording for children record for children, yeah. and, and it lost to the read along record for the movie E.T. narrated by Michael Jackson, and also <laughs> feature and also featuring an original Michael Jackson song, "Someone in the Dark." So it's like uh-huh. that that helped, I'm sure, in in 1983. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I actually really like 
um, the, they do a, ra- a, a short round called Lovely Evening, like when the sun is going down. Yeah. And I think that's really lovely. I mean, it's called Lovely Evening, but also it's, it's really sweet. I like it. For sure, um, that's that's a, a really beautiful rendition. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I like hearing Kermit sing "Grandma's Feather Bed," which we had previously heard them do on the Muppet Show. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I, I I noted for that one, like it, it fit Kermit's sensibility so well because it's it's like I don't know. I, I feel like we don't see too often um, like Kermit's. I guess Southern American uh, sensibilities uh, yeah. like kind of come through, and like every once in a while it comes through, like especially like when he's playing the banjo or something like that. But that's one of those things where like you can definitely like hear the Mississippi and Jim Henson's voice, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, it was, it's it's a nice song. I, I, Kermit sings it well. I thought that I agree with you. That was a really good one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I I also really you mentioned UK sketches earlier, Joe. Um. Nothing feels more like a UK sketch in this than Take Em Away by the Jug Band. Yes. Like Love yeah. and his Jug Huggers, which is a song about not littering. And was written well, by. Well, not littering and also uh, not uh, revving your loud motorcycle. <laughs> right. It's about noise pollution and. And actual pollution. And, and also uh, was... uh, drinking moonshine, I think. I think there was a verse about moonshine in there. Right. And, uh, and no, it was there written, wasn't. It's it was lot. written by uh, Phil Balsham and Dennis Lee. Oh, yeah. These guys are awesome. Yeah, it's the only song they wrote for this, which I think is wild. All right, if you want to visit our way, if you want to wander the trails for a day, don't forget there's somebody here. Do us all a favor, we don't need your beer cans. Take your candy wrappers, heavy metal blasters, motorcycles revving all day. Hey! If you want to visit our way, but um, that's a catchy song, and you just to make sure everyone knows, those are the guys who wrote most of the songs for Fraggle Rock. Yeah, and this is a good one too. Um, so here's here's what we haven't talked about at all are the John Denver songs, like from his albums that he sings by himself. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I meant. Like, it, this is when it kind of becomes just like a special for the John Denver fans. Yeah, right, and and again, like. I'll like, I'll be honest. I find all that stuff like pleasant enough. Again, it, like, like I said, or like it, it like reminds me of something my dad would have on whatever, but like, I can't tell any of those songs apart. <laughs> they all, every, every time one of those John Denver songs starts up, I expect it. I like, I kept expecting it to be, it's in every one of us. Cause of cause, like the <laughs> Christmas album, cause the Christmas album is like, so in my, in my mind, you know, cause I listen to it every year and then they really start singing. It's in every one of us. And I was just like, what is happening? Am I having a dream now? Like, is this still... At the very end. Yeah. I mean, I will say, like, about those songs, you know, whenever I watch the Christmas special, I I forget that there's there's a good amount of, like, John Denver without the Muppets uh, in there. And it's like, I have to remind myself that, like, the title 
of each of these specials, it, it's John Denver and the Muppets. Like they are, they are fifty fifty build, and you know, right, John right. Denver. Like there's one John Denver, and there's like fifteen Muppets in there. So, <laughs> right. I, I have yeah. So like that he he can have a couple of songs. I will say about um, <laughs> catch the, another butterfly, mm-hmm. uh, which is forgettable, especially like you say they all blend together. Um, but like there's a video of him I, with like a couple of kids, and they're trying to fly kites. Those are his kids. Those Were those his kids? kids? I wasn't sure. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, which that's that's nice. Well, no, it's it's super yeah. nice. And, but the, the weird yeah. thing about and, it is that like the kids can't get the kites up, right. so like it's <laughs> right, a lot of them right. running and dragging the kites. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I was. I don't know. Maybe they had a limited schedule to film that. I will say <laughs> I though that, so. that I watched about half of this with my son Miles, who's two years old, and I'm not gonna lie. Well, during during Catch Another Butterfly, I teared up a little bit. You know, it's like all the uh, all the lyrics. Again, I couldn't sing you the song right now, but all the lyrics are about like my son is doing kid stuff. Someday he'll be a man and stuff. And it's just like, oh, hey, buddy, you know. And he's just like, where yeah. Gonzo, where Fozzie, you know, <laughs> during, during that song. And you're like, shut up, kid! I'm having a moment. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're like, don't look for Fozzie. Don't. Right. You don't need to see right. him in this. I thing. was like, oh, yeah, I was like, Fozzie's not in this, but. He thinks a wasp's nest is a football. <laughs> he does. And your, your two-year-old even... is like, even I know a wasp's <laughs> right. nest is not a football. Right. He was like, he was that like was the um, joke, actually, by the way. Fozzie, um, uh, it's actually a wasp's nest, sir. That's, that's Miles. <laughs> that's how we got it. Uh, in case we didn't make it clear, the, the joke that I always associate with this uh, special was the wasp nest, and, and specifically Anthony um, complaining about the wasp's nest joke. Well, it's really bad. It's awful. It is. It is dumb. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. So what other songs are there in this? I don't know. Uh, so in uh, I, I, I think along with um, the lovely whatever that one was that you were just talking about with the, with the, with the round and the harmony, um, their their rendition of uh, "It's in Every One of Us." I I truly I love 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 that song. Sure, I, I yeah, me too. When they do it, yeah, when they do it in the Christmas special, I think the version that they do here is really beautiful. Um, I, but it was also kind of ruined <laughs> when my wife and I were watching it, and I don't remember who asked the other one, but during the song we said, "So wait a minute, what's in every one of us? Is it human hands? Because there's human hands in every one of them." <laughs> and it's like, well, the tension's broken. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the tears um, go right back up my cheek into my tear duct. Oh, and of course, the, <laughs> uh, the the answer is that it's in every one of us to be wise. Joe, right. oh. find your heart. Open up both your eyes. All right? Sheesh. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, I don't Sheesh. know why you're walking around with your eyes closed all the time. <laughs> um, no, I, actually, I speaking of songs, I did forget to mention, uh, there's a song called No One Like You that John sings to Robin as a lullaby. He goes to check on his little buddy Robin, which which I think is adorable. Frankly. I was thinking of you, by the way, Anthony, when when he had that that line of like, "I'm gonna check on my buddy," because uh, that's, that's, that's how you refer to Miles. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, that's actually the closest thing to a, a plot or or an arc in the special is um, Robin is given the instruction uh, by John Denver to uh, make a clothesline, and he builds it too close to the ground and then he feels bad and then John Denver cheers him up and then uh, John Denver goes to check on him a couple times to make sure he's okay. Right. That's like the closest thing we get to, a, to an a, emotional to a story. story arc. Yeah. But yes. uh, th- this song, No One Like You, is one of my wife's favorite songs. 
from the Muppets. Hmm. And here's why. It's not because of this special, which she never saw until yesterday. It's because her entire life, since she was one year old, she has owned the Reader's Digest Children's Songbook Piano Book. And there's a whole Muppet section. And if you look on Muppet Wiki, you'll see that it has, uh, like, I Love Trash. It has, uh, you know, Rubber Ducky, whatever, a bunch of stuff, Rainbow Connection. It also has No One Like You. <laughs> for some reason. It's amazing. So, so, what a choice. Yeah, yeah. So she just, like, grew up thinking of this as, like, one of the classic Muppet songs, you know? And I, yeah. I, I have heard her play it on the piano dozens of times in, in the time we've been together. But this was the first time we had – I think this was the first time she'd ever actually seen the scene. Like, she'd heard the song on the soundtrack, but, like, had never – like, didn't know when it was coming. So it was, like, a big deal for wow. her. Yeah. Huh. Does does that also appear on one of John Denver's other albums, like some of these two, or is it just for the special? I don't know. I mean, it's it's it was not a new song. It was Muppet Wiki says it was written in like the early seventies or something. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. But yeah, and actually, what it's funny that um that Reader's Digest songbook. Ha- if you uh, and uh, we can link to the cover here, uh, the Reader's Digest children's songbook. It's on Muppet Wiki. The front cover of that book has Kermit, Piggy, and Floyd on it. Ah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, you don't normally see Floyd it, in such a, a prominent position. Yeah, I mean, it, it also has, like, the whole gang from The Wizard of Oz and stuff. And and Floyd, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, going going back to, to Robin for, like, a quick second, since we were... were on that topic um we couldn't get over how tiny he looks and i think a part of it is like we like we said before he's you know we, we see him being kind of radio controlled for a lot of the specials so we do get to see him like full bodied um like head to toe which is rare for any muppet especially robin um but uh he, he looks especially small and then like there's scenes where where uh john denver is like cradling him but then when he goes to bed he's in uh, like a tiny little sleeping bag that's got to be like eight inches. Long. <laughs> it's so like, cute. It's, it's adorable. Adorable. And there's one shot where he's in the sleeping bag and like only like the top of his face can be seen. And my wife goes, "Oh my god, he looks like Baby Yoda." And I went, "He does look like Baby Yoda." <laughs> like yeah. Robin is totally the original Baby Yoda. Well, he doesn't have ears though. So, he doesn't well, he need ears. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, he'll grow into them. Maybe they'll grow yeah. as he gets older. You know. I'm sure like his tail will drop off and his his ears will grow in. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think, and so any other, any other song related thoughts before we move on from either of you? Nah. All right. So, um, there's, there's really only a couple more things that I want to talk about. Well, the big one is there's a whole runner in this about John Denver telling a story about a giant man eating chicken and then Gonzo putting on a tux to go get a date with it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this happens in like the last ten minutes. Yeah, I right. wouldn't call it a runner as much as it happens in two scenes. I guess so. I guess it is just two scenes. But the the first scene involves like someone in a giant chicken suit, like a like a Muppet chicken, full body Muppet chicken, like running around and being like, "Hey, I'm a chicken with teeth," and everyone is right like, because John out. Denver is telling a John Denver is telling a campfire story 
about uh like he he's he says he hears something oh it must be one of those giant man-eating chickens that there's a whole story about an old prospector who stole some feathers from a huge chicken and the the chicken vowed revenge on the human race or something well the ghost of this giant man-eating chicken no offense walks these woods at night and sometimes when you're asleep you can hear the sound of footsteps on the dry leaves and twigs and you can hear this chicken sniff in the air and it'll get closer and closer until it sounds like it's right on top of you and then this giant man-eating chicken will open its huge jaws with that savage beak right down by your head and say, (laughs) It's kind of like one of those campfire stories, like the guy with the hook for a hand. Yeah, in my my summer camp, they told the story about Mud Boy. Ooh. Yeah. And then was there a point when you'd be like, and then the door opened, and it was Mud Boy. Uh, kind of like, like I, as far as I remember, I, we weren't really creative. I think like like decades ago, someone forgot the end of the story to to the Mud Boy story. So <laughs> yeah. it, they always ended with like like you know your voice, like the whoever's telling the story, the voice gets a little bit quieter and a little bit right. smoother, and then they shout and they jump on somebody, and everyone goes eek. Yeah, and it's, right. Yeah, which, which is what John Denver does pretty much. Uh, but then it turns out that. The giant chicken is real. Yeah. And then Gonzo gets real horny. And <laughs> as, as he is wont to do around chicken. Puts on a tux and he's like, I'm going to go get a date with it. But by the way, like, not I, in this. My, there's no Camilla. She is. She's no, right. She is. She's is right she next right to there? John Denver. And Gonzo, you can. Yeah, when he starts talking about chickens, she, she sort of makes a noise and he says no offense. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. literally she's literally right next to John Denver. She's between John Denver and Gonzo as he's telling the story, which must be like she must be like, dude, really? You're telling a like a evil chicken story? That's not cool. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's true. Um but when when Gonzo shows up in his tuxedo, my first thought was like Gonzo brought a tuxedo camping, and I went, oh, of course Gonzo would bring a tuxedo okay. camping. And I'm like, I'm actually disappointed they didn't draw like, draw any attention to that because that's a good that's a good like Gonzo. Why did you bring a tuxedo? And he's like, well, we're camping, obviously, you know, <laughs> right, right. That, that's good that's, stuff. That would be the line. Yeah, yeah. He's a really bad boyfriend though. Unless unless they were on a break, maybe he and Camilla were were on a break. Oh, that's awkward. Point. They went camping together then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, oh, speaking of which, are do are Janice and Floyd sharing a tent in this? I couldn't tell what the sleeping arrangements were. Toward the end, it looks like they're they're in a tent, just the two of them. And then when John Denver is going around saying good night to everybody, he says good night, guys, and you hear Floyd say good night. So I think you know this may be a little a little bit more than we usually see in a Muppet special. Ooh, so this is so what you're saying is that this special is more adult than the 2015 sitcom. <laughs> um, I wouldn't go that far. Adultiest well, content. Janice and Floyd are <laughs> yes, cohabitating. It's the adultiest content in the special. That's what I'll say. Um, I, I had I had a couple other things about this man eating chicken garbage. Please, um, please. Good. What one one is that Gonzo? They like I, I don't know what the what the prompt was. Someone must have said you know ask Gonzo like, aren't you worried it's a man eating chicken? And Gonzo says it's a man eating chicken. It doesn't eat whatever I am. Yeah, that's pretty Which funny. Is, I think actually. that's decent. That's yeah, decent. I, I like um, that. But th- yeah. and also, like, so when the 
giant Manian chicken shows up, the first thing it does, it, it like jumps into like the the middle of like the, the Muppets. It like kind of runs around a little bit. But the, the two things that I was paying attention to were one is like there's someone who probably can't see very well in this chicken costume who's jumping over a real bonfire, like a real Fire, campfire. Yeah. Uh, so that seemed dangerous. But also like. All of your coworkers like are just with your their arms through some probably some plywood. Like you slip and you accidentally bump into Scooter, and then suddenly Richard Hunt breaks his elbow. You know? Yeah, right. So that made me real nervous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I would it... assume they have some sort of safety measures in place, but you never know. You know, well, I mean, did they? This looked like a pretty cheap special. <laughs> well, they wasted and... all that money on hollowing out a horse for Frank Oz to be in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Genetically engineering a hollow horse. Yeah, that's true. They had to raise it from birth. Um, <laughs> so the only the only puppeteers credited on this are ones who worked on the Muppet Show regular: Jim, Frank, Jerry, Dave, Richard, Steve Whitmire, Karen Prell, Kathy Mullen. So it's probably one of them. So it's probably not like you know. Um, I was thinking it might be like Graham Fletcher, or Betsy Bados, or somebody who's like more of like yeah. uh you know dancing around in in full body costumes like that it's probably it probably is like richard hunter somebody right like i mean i would guess it would yeah, be steve whitmire just because they tended to give him you know in that era like the characters that were not signature characters you know yeah that's true although, like, although just like toss, toss yeah, i was going to say we you know? we do see rizzo hanging out with a t-shirt that says rizzo on this. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, make note of that. That was that's that's great. I want a Rizzo shirt that says Rizzo. <laughs> and you don't even like Rizzo that much. I don't. Then I'll just I'll get a, show, a shirt that has my own name on it. Just uh, you'd probably people would probably ask you what what it meant if you had that that shirt with just the name. Yeah, they'd just be like, "Are you a big Grease fan?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big stucker. I'll, I'll tell them about how much I love uh, uh, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ch- Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Stucker Channing was great in Midnight Cowboy. All right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and anything else? Anything else we want to talk about be- before we close the book on Rocky Mountain well, Holiday Forever? I actually have one more thing that's that's actually related to to what we were just talking about is is some of the costumes in this. Um, so first of all, there's a lot of plaid. <laughs> A lot of flannel. Mm-hmm. It looks like like about half the characters are wearing yeah, plaid. Yeah, Kermit is wearing. Which I thought was interesting. Kermit's wearing a flannel shirt with a life preserver, Marty McFly style life preserver yeah. over the top of it, which rules. Yeah, that's the best. That's my cosplay for Comic Con. <laughs> I like Animal's shirt just because we never see Animal like dressed for camping. He, he's wearing plaid yeah. also. I know. I'm just I'm just imagining Joe at at a con. People are like, oh, are you Marty McFly? And he's like, no, I'm Kermit in John Denver no, and the Muppets. Kermit and Rocky Mountain Holiday. Holiday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, um, and the, the only other thing that I think was really worth noting that we didn't already talk about is uh, Rolf has a tiny cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. Like, he barely covers his head. He's the opposite of Richard Pryor in Superman 3. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's it. I just like the costume. I like that, you know, there, there were some fun costumes and yeah, the you know. costumes are good. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're having a good time. Those costumers making tiny clothing for Muppets. Yeah, that would be a fun job. That's their job. Did you guys? Did you guys see the show Prop Culture on Disney Plus? Yes. Did you see the Muppet movie episode? Sure. Um, there there is a scene where he talks to Amy Van Gilder and Callista Hendrickson about 
making costumes for the Muppet movie. And there's a point where he says something like, what was the hardest thing about this job? And Callista Hendrickson says that I'm not still doing it. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. And so it's like. That's a good line, but that, a, that hurts a little bit. It does hurt a little bit. But I, but it's also like, yeah, I'm sure it's the best job in the world. Like making tiny clothes for Muppets. Oh, that yeah. rules. You know? Yeah. We should all be so lucky. Yeah, and, and listeners, if you haven't watched that, if you have Disney+, Plus, you've got to watch it, man. They show the El Slezo sign. There's a very emotional story about the El Slezo sign in it. All right. <laughs> so, any, anything else? Well, we should probably talk about the scene that was deleted from the oh, DVD right. release. Okay, so um, this was in the, in the DVD special, which I, th- I think we all watched the DVD version today. Um, they... There's a scene where Rolf inexplicably hiccups and John Denver says, is that a hiccup? And Rolf is like, no, no, that's not a hiccup. And then they just move on. But it's a complete it's non sequitur a complete non in the DVD sequitur, version. But, it's never addressed right, again. But in, well, in the actual special, as it aired, John Denver is like, oh, last time you had hiccups, it's another one of those flashbacks. I took you for a ride in my airplane. And then John Denver and Rolf fly around in an airplane for a while, like Ernie and Bert on Follow That Bert. And then that cures... Ralph Hiccups, but why was this deleted from the DVD? Well, it's very sad why. So, who wants to, who wants to tell? <laughs> Who's who drew the short straw? Well, I mean, so John Denver is is really flying that plane in in the original broadcast version because he was a pilot and he actually died in a plane crash flying one of his own planes in 1997. Right, which um, it's one of those. Th- well, like I I I don't know if it was like out of respect to his family that they thought it would be too hard, like for his actual friends and family to watch this thing and be like, Oh, there he is flying a plane, you know, in, in, in a goof or something. Yeah. And also like, because Ralph is terrified of this, this plane, right? Yeah. Like we, we never see Ralph this, you know, like frazzled. Right. He's just like terrified. Right. Um, and John Denver is telling him, Oh, it's perfectly safe. And then he's, you know, he's flying around doing loop de loops and stuff. Right. So, I, yeah, I normally am against any kind of like removing things or deleting things, but I think this is probably actually a good call. Yeah, sure. I agree with it. I, I think, I mean, part of me feels like, well, it, it is footage of him doing what he loved, you know? And why? Maybe they could have put it as a as an extra on the DVD with a, like some kind of, uh, intro, you know, intro. Right. Hi, I'm Brian Henson. <laughs> Well, something like in that. In the scene, ooh, yeah. And then, but, and then, uh, and, and but, then Rizzo pops so, up and says, John Denver's real name is Henry John Dusseldorf or whatever. Like he does. Deutschendorf like the he third, does yeah. Like in, in Muppet yeah, Celebrate Jim Henson when John Denver does one of the intros. But so yeah, like, I love that joke. The, the, I don't remember where I read this or heard this, so you guys can correct me if I'm totally off base because it's not on the, on the Muppet Wiki. But like – so as you said, like John Denver is really flying this plane. The plane, like it, he's doing plane tricks, like he's going upside down and stuff. Um, and yeah. Rolf is is in the other seat. And I, I seem to remember reading that like Jim Henson was really crouched down with his like his arm up doing oh. doing Rolf. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to mention that too because I guess he'd have to be right. I mean, he, someone would have had to be. That, I mean, I guess if it, right, that puppet is in that plane. If it wasn't him, you know, it either meant it was propped up. You know, yeah. like like it's, it was like a stick, and they tied it to the stick, or uh, it was like some trained stunt pilot, stunt stunt plane type of person. Right, but there, yeah, there is a puppeteer. I think somebody is working. It sure looks like it. Shots. There's there's a couple of shots where 
where Rolf is like they obviously put a camera on the plane just to get Rolf's uh, reaction, and yeah, right. Rolf looks so terrified he's not moving. And those are the moments where I'm like, is there a person in there? I'm not mm. sure, but also like if I were Jim Henson, I'd be like, just just hold on, just don't you yeah, know, don't right, right, let go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm putting my arms up in the air as if people can see me on this podcast. But yeah, that's uh, I would I would also be like scared stiff. Yes, right. and not hiccuping. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, especially like to not be able to see. Yeah, that's that would be that would be frightening. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess it's. I, I guess I don't. I don't know. Do we want to end on a down note? That's like, oh, then this reminds us of John Denver's death. But um, that's that's all I had to talk about. E- either of you guys have anything else? No, that that's all my notes. Um. Yeah, I think you know it's it's not a bad way to pass uh, an hour or forty seven minutes, whatever it is. It, it's definitely not one of the worst things the Muppets have done. <laughs> Coming after the the Fantastic Miss Piggy show, which we all kind of uh, thought was maybe like uh, a little bit too much. I do think I, I'd probably rather watch this. Yeah, I, I, I might have to think about that. But I think I would, if you gave me a choice between watching the Fantastic Miss Piggy show and watching like, Rocky Mountain Holiday, I think I would watch I'll, this. I'll say this. Fantastic Miss Piggy show held my attention better, I think. This one is, like, more pleasant as background noise because it, it doesn't have, like... Right, it's slow, it's meandering. Yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. Like, And again, like, Miles was in the room with me, you know, for, like, half of it, and that was fun, whatever. That dude loves to see Animal, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I I agree with that. I think it's it's good background, and and I also like. I mean, going way back to the beginning of this conversation, you know, I I knew I wasn't gonna really love this special, but I didn't realize that I was gonna genuinely love. You know, I'd say like maybe almost half of the of the songs. Yeah, right. Like great, I genuinely some great enjoyed songs. them. Yeah. Yeah. So like if nothing else, it felt like one of those um those like playhouse VHS tapes that they did of like like Rolf's melodies or whatever they called the Rolf, yeah. Rolf's Rhapsodies. Rolf's Rhapsodies. Yeah. Rolf's Rhapsodies. Well yeah, where it's basically just like here's a bunch of songs that the Muppets did and like some of them have jokes and some of them don't and just enjoy the music. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like I don't need much. And you know, some of the songs didn't work for me at all, especially like the the ones that were just John Denver. Um, but like for the most part, it's just like, yeah, Muppets make music and, and I like Muppet music and that's what we got. So yeah. Yeah. they probably shouldn't have called if they didn't call it Rocky Mountain Holiday and said they called it like I don't know, like music in the mountains or something. Like <laughs> to kind of like prepare us for like that's what this is. This is a sing along tape. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe maybe the expectations would have helped to yeah. uh, you know, get people to enjoy it a little bit more. John Denver and the Muppets, a laid-back sing-along vacation. Featuring <laughs> Gone Fishing. <laughs> yes. Great and a time. giant man-eating chicken. <laughs> hey, isn't it interesting that they, they did a song called Gone Fishing, and then later, many years later, the Muppets were in that Weezer music video for a song called Gone Fishing. That song was called Keep Whoa. Fishing. Keep Fishing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's, Which, then it's which not still makes sense. So they, it, they went fishing, and then they kept fishing. So, Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I then eventually they finish their their fishing trilogy. Yeah, it's gonna be well. Then New Zealand threw the fish, and it was gone fish, and then it didn't come back, so it kept fish. And yeah. now we just need the fish to return. Someday, someday, yes, return fishing. Yeah, I hope that happens. That's gonna be a thrill. That's actually gonna be the last thing the Muppets ever do. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's like that's like the Muppets Ragnarok. It's it's like they're waiting. The day's gonna come that fish will come back to New Zealand's waiting hand, and they'll know that's the day that we're done. The Muppets are dead. Well, goodbye, everybody. Cut to black. That's, yeah. yes. that's gonna be sad, but I hope that they get to fight the Hulk in space. All right. <laughs> So that uh, I think that's I think that's all. So um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for sticking out to the end of this bunch of nonsense. Uh, you can always find toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me Ryan Rowe. Joe, where where can the listeners find you ab- around? Um, well, aside from what you just said, all the Tough Pigs related social media fun stuff that we desperately want you to, uh, to read and subscribe to, um, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Hennis. I, I post there once in a while. Uh, and you could also listen to, uh, some of the other podcast stuff that we're doing for Tough Pigs on our other channel, uh, which you can find by searching for Muppet Fan Podcast with ToughPigs.com. Um, we did a series it's of in, interviews in, in, with. In fact, it's Muppet Fan Podcast from ToughPigs.com. Oh, is it from ToughPigs.com? Well, I should know <laughs> that. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Well, we we did a series of, of interviews with notable Muppet fans uh, called "15 Seconds to Curtain." Um, we're we're going to be doing uh, some more uh, some reviews of uh, the Muppets 2015. Uh, sitcom uh, now that it's been five years and we're going to have a whole bunch of more uh, fun podcast stuff on that channel so I hope everyone goes and checks it out yeah by the time this episode goes up that that other the, the Muppets 2015 podcast series will either have started or will be about to start. wow there's so much Muppet content for you guys to listen to that's so exciting for you that's going to be fun you, I'm, I'm yeah. really excited yeah. to listen to that I mean I, like you mentioned earlier I'm in one of them but I'm, I'm very excited to hear the other 16 and yeah, I it's hope gonna it, be dope. And I hope everyone or terrible. One or the other. Just like the Muppets 2015 TV show. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, and so keep an ear out for that, listeners. And in the meantime, give us that positive review. Go on there and tell tell iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or whatever platform you use that you love yeah. moving right along your favorite podcast. And. Uh, and keep an eye on this feed because the next thing we're going to do is start our two minutes at a time of the Muppets Take Manhattan. Wow! That's right. The Muppets Take Manhattan is up next. We are going to be next. Yeah, we're going from the Rocky Mountains to New the York. Next City. time you hear this podcast, we will be talking about two minutes of Kermit whistling over shots from the sky. It is going to be <laughs> great. Yeah, we love it. Uh, you should get someone from Va- who went to Vassar College to be in that episode. I will get the president of Vassar College to appear in the next episode of Moving Right Along. See you then, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) You guys want to want to throw the pigskin around a little bit, maybe? That's Joe. That's a wasp. That's not a pigskin. That's a wasp. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Muppets are bad. Oh man. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.